Hi, I'm Matt Peer, Director of Enrollment Management, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, we will be talking about Darlington School Soccer Academy. The Soccer Academy enrolls highly motivated student athletes who share a common goal to obtain a premier college preparatory education and high level soccer training within a single competitive program. I'm here with Chad Little, the Academy Director, and sophomore Sydney Barn from Eagle River, Alaska and junior Jack Quant from Boise, Idaho. Today, they are going to share more about the program and hit on some of the highlights of the year. Thank you all for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. So Sydney, I'm gonna start with you. When did you decide and why did you choose to go to boarding school? Um, I kind of decided to come to boarding school when COVID hit. Uh, there wasn't many opportunities or much soccer going on where I was from. And so my club soccer shut down and pretty much, I mean, it was the start of the pandemic. So it was kind of just everything was shut down. And um, I got, a, got with a personal trainer who attended Darlington uh, named Kat and she kind of just trained me over the summer and saw, I guess, some potential. So she had ties with the school and kind of convinced me and my parents to look into it. And so I don't think I would be at boarding school really without COVID. It kind of helped me look at more opportunities over here. And so, yeah. And thinking about our soccer academy, you know, how important was that ability or opportunity to play year round? How important was that in your decision making? Um, it was it was really important. I like Kat, who attended here, told me um, how many great opportunities there was and how you trained every single day, and it was very competitive. And um, I was a little worried coming into it because it was a very different climate, and I didn't know if I would hang well. But I was very pleased when I got here and saw the trainings and saw the facilities and just knew that it was like where I wanted to be uh, training every day and same. all year. Thank you, Cindy. Jack, same questions. When did you decide and why did you choose to go to boarding school? Um, so like about two months before um, school started, I went to a camp down in Arizona and although I never saw him, I'm assuming the coach Chad uh, was there, or someone who knew him was there and saw me. And I got an email like three weeks before school started uh, from Coach, and I guess we we just kind of followed, I guess, the trail. And just because Boise was like not going to have any in person school or anything, and uh, uh, Boise wasn't having soccer for the next year. So we decided to come here and it's just been a great fit. Great, now I have the ability to go in and look at your guys' transcripts from your other schools and your teacher recommendations. And I would say that academically, you guys are both very strong students. Uh, you have great teacher recommendations. Uh, but I would say at Darlington, you become very well-rounded students. So Jack, how do you balance school, sports, fine arts and, and still have a social life? Um, it's kind of hard. Uh, 
my schedule is kind of kind of goofy. Uh, I have basically like one academic day where it's just all classes, no free periods, and then the next day I have only fine arts or uh, strength, and I guess an English class, but that's fine. Um, and so I, I kind of balance my homework for the academic classes between the two days, and because we have two days to do homework. Um, and so I, I split up my homework based on like the way the schedule is set up. Um, and I guess social life, I just try to hang out with my friends while I do homework in like office hours or other periods. Sydney, how do you balance classes, soccer, leadership, uh, and still have a social life at Darlington? Um, for me, it's kind of easy. Like, I have two free periods, well one's um, with Learning Center so they like help me get my homework done. That's kind of my homework period and study hall in the dorms is like also a good way to get your homework done. So the homework and school side of it isn't as hard, which I'm only a sophomore so like it's probably going to get harder but as of right now it's been pretty smooth and for soccer, I mean it's just like you get into routine like every day going to school, um, doing some of your homework throughout the day, then going to practice. It's like practice is like a nice way to get your mind off things. And then you come back, go to dinner, hang out with friends, uh, sometimes play like games on the quad or something, and then go back to your dorm. And all of our duty staff and like, and everything is great. So kind of just hang out with people during study hall if you don't have schoolwork. And it's honestly not, it's honestly pretty easy. I really enjoy all the aspects of Darlington. Great. So, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that you can get your classes done, you can still be involved in the fine arts, you have times to socialize, you have opportunities to be leaders, and still get the training uh, five days a week plus the tournaments that you guys are going to. And you guys are able to manage this as 15 and 16-year-olds? Definitely. Yeah. So, Coach Little, how does Darlington's program sort of differ from uh, a student who's just playing high school soccer or playing for their club team if they, they go to a day school or, or some of the other programs that are out there? I think the fact that our kids are living together and going to school together, they, they become closer friends for life. Um, I deal with alumni, and this is we're almost at 20 years, we're at 18 uh, of the soccer academy, and I've got alumni that are still uh, best friends and, and stay connected because of the bonds they have in a boarding environment. Um, so that's part of the, the uniqueness of our program and, and I think they've become a very tight-knit group. Like our girls this year are very, very tight-knit and you, you see them around school all, the, uh, all day. They're always together in groups of four, five, six. Um, same with our boys. Um, so, you know, Jack is from Idaho, but I got boys from Barbados to Cayman Islands to um, all over Europe uh, and in Southeast Asia and they become friends for life and uh, you know a lot of them go home with each other over spring break into uh, four or five girls went to the Bahamas uh, together uh, over spring break which is uh, not a bad place to go home uh, with someone um, so that's a unique part of it <clears throat> the other part of it is these kids are being challenged on the academic side um, and the colleges that are looking at them understand that and they know 
that these kids have balanced their life schedule, their academic schedule, the travel of the academy uh, with maintaining high grades and academic standards. Um, so it goes a long ways as far as the total experience that these kids are doing. Um, Sydney kind of just plays it off, but I mean, she's managing her time very wisely, um, more than most 15, 16 year olds do. Uh, doing her own laundry, doing, you know, the scheduling time with teachers if she needs some extra help. Um, all those little things are neatly packaged up in a, in a nice environment here uh, where they're easily accessible. Uh, the teachers, the coaches, everybody's accessible that can help them progress in life, uh, not just the athletics, but also the academics and, and decision making of eventually of colleges. So. It's uh, definitely different. Um, and as far as us with coaches, we know everything about these players. Um, the club teams that we play against at the major showcases, those coaches don't know what Jack wants to uh, major in, and they don't know what he's aspiring to do in college. They don't know his SAT or ACT score. We, we know everything. We know their GPA, their SAT, their ACT. Um, so we can give the college coaches that are potentially looking at these young players more information that can get the that process further down the road because we know all aspects of their life uh, because we are entrenched in their academic life but also in their athletic life thanks coach uh, um, you know I, I think as somebody who grew up playing high school sports uh, i now appreciate the amount of time my parents spent driving me to and from different parts of uh, of the country for athletic events I think one of the advantages that we have, uh, our students have, is that you know Darlington does arrange the transportation, uh, the, the lodging, the accommodations, the, the registrations, all of those uh, aspects of going to these events for our students. So, Sydney, that's my segue into some of the trips that you've been on over the last two years. Um, what is it like to travel with the academy on a weekend trip, and, and what are some of your favorite trips that you've been on with the team? Um, it's it's really a cool experience to travel with Darlington because like, I mean, not only do you get to see like hundreds of campuses throughout your time here, like uh, you get to see everywhere from like, I mean, we went to Nebraska like a month ago and we went to, I mean, we go down to Florida, we go to, up to Virginia, like we go all around. And um, traveling on the bus with the girls is like, it's like traveling with your best friends. Like you just have the best talks. Like you have the best uh, dinner conversations. You just sing. Um, I don't know. It's just it's like a fun experience. And usually, like a, what a typical travel weekend looks like, I guess, is either Thursday night or like Thursday night you pack. Friday morning we leave, depending on like the game schedule, of course. And then. Either Friday night we have games, Saturday, Sunday we have games. Um, and so once you get there, you get into your hotel, get your roommates, and uh, the coaches are really good about splitting up the rooms and like putting with people. I mean, you're with all your friends, so whoever you get in your room is like really, um, really good. And uh, and then you play and just the, the the time that you have with your teammates in the in the hotel is always fun and sometimes like 
when we were in, I think Tampa, was it? We went to um, Hard Rock Cafe and like ate a cool dinner there and watched like this little concert that was going on there. It's just fun. We just do little fun things like that. And uh, I think some of my favorites would be Disney. Disney's always super fun. They have great facilities there. And it's just like a cool feeling walking into their facilities, knowing that like you're playing in front of all these colleges and they're all coming to watch you. And uh, the cool ESPN ball in the front of it is always fun. And we always stay at cool places there. So I think right. those are probably my favorites. Uh, you, you've mentioned teammates several times uh, in your response. Did you ever think growing up in Eagle Rock that you would have high school teammates from Germany and Jamaica, the Cayman Islands, Brazil? Definitely not. Um, Eagle River is like very small town and like way smaller than Rome, I'd say. I mean, it's close to bigger towns, but um, really I've I had a few friends from different states that's just because they were from like they were army kids um, and their parents were in the military and so coming here was really like a eye-opener to see how many cultures and like places I knew people from and like all my friends back home think it's so cool that I have friends from Germany and Bahamas and like all over the world but like to me it's kind of normal now being here last year especially like um, I've had friends like from Spain, Germany, Bahamas, uh, Cayman Islands that I'll have like forever. So it's kind of just like a cool, cool experience because I mean they're kind of end up like your family throughout the year. Like you go to them for anything you need, and we all understand each other. And yeah, it's cool to learn about other places around the world. Thanks, Cindy. All right, Jack. Traveling with the Guys Academy, what are some of your, your favorite moments from the trips that you've been on? Uh, like uh, Sydney said, I, I always love, or I guess I've only gone once, but I love Disney. Um, Disney's, it, it's just really cool um, to play with that, that caliber of players. Um, and I guess be able to play in a time where like it's usually in fall or December and where where Sydney and I are from, you can't play soccer at that time of year. Um, and so it's it's cool to walk in and see uh, just how well they take care of their facilities and see see all the different teams and college coaches that are there. And uh, I think they even film your your games so your parents can watch back home. Um, yeah, that that's probably my my favorite one that I've been on so far. What about your teammates? Uh, how does it feel to play with students from across the country and around the world? Uh, it it's definitely uh, at first it was kind of a shock because uh, like it was hard to get used to the, the accents. Like I'd never heard a Bahamian accent or a Jamaican accent or anything like in person, um, and so I. I I honestly couldn't understand most of the kids for the first month or so that I was here. Um, but now that I'm, I'm used to it, I, I love it and like, I, it's very cool to see all different cultures. And I, like I've brought home uh, a friend from Spain and a friend from Germany to Boise. And, uh, yeah, it, it's like Cindy said, it, it's kind of weird that it's normal now because when I go back home and uh, my friends meet 
like my friend Arthur from Germany, they're, they're like, I just can't believe that you're meeting kids from all around the world and like, you play with them, like play soccer with them every day, so. Thank you, so you guys were strong students before you came to Darlington, and as I look at your grades, I can see that you guys are finding a lot of success. Sydney, what are the plans for, or your aspirations for after Darlington? What, what do you hope to achieve? Um, I definitely want to play college soccer. That's a, that's a big thing, um, which the academy helps a lot with, especially Coach Chad. Um, and as of like academically and like what I want to major in, I'm not too sure. I have an idea of like maybe going into sports medicine or like physical therapy type thing. But um, I've been thinking about it. I just haven't really set one thing in stone yet, so. And, and as a sophomore, that's okay not, yeah. to, not to know exactly uh, what your, your goals are for after yeah. high school. But Jack, you know, you're, you're working with your college advisor now as a junior. You know, you'll probably spend some time this summer thinking about it, but what are your goals and hopes for after graduation in May of 23? Um, so I, I do hope to play uh, college soccer. Um, I don't really have a specific area on where I want to play or anything, but I do know that I want to go into uh, environmental science and helping, I guess, like uh, helping us, like companies and I guess people just stay clean and clean up the earth and help provide renewable energy for the earth. Um, because I grew up in such close proximity to like Yellowstone National Park and the Teton Mountains. I've grown up in kind of nature, and as much as I hate to admit, I'm kind of a hippie. Um, and so I really care about the earth, and that's kind of what I want to do. Great. Coach Little, as we think about these two great student athletes and uh, the hundreds of students that you've worked with over the last 18 years, how does the Soccer Academy help these young people achieve their goals? Uh, the college recruiting process is a, is a big part of our program. Um, one is the education side. You have to, not talking about the school education, but we have to educate the kids into what all opportunities are out there. Um, Sydney's referred to it a little bit, but I mean, we've, last year we actually visited 101 different college campuses. Uh, and that is a unique thing about our program. Um, I don't think we'll be able to hit that number again. That was uh, utilizing the hybrid moment of school with COVID and everything else. This year we've hit probably about 15 to 20 uh, between the girls and the boys. Uh, we do try and take our kids to as many opportunities as possible. Like Sydney referred to uh, Nebraska, that was uh, Creighton University in Omaha, uh, where we took six girls out to uh, Creighton and they did an ID camp, but also um, uh, they were being recruited because we actually brought the Creighton women's uh, coach here on campus uh, in September or October, I can't remember. But um, one of our goalkeepers is graduating and, and signed to play at uh, Creighton University next year. So uh, started kind of a, a pipeline, so to speak, uh, to uh, that place. And, and my youngest son was recruited there. Um, so it's it's a special place in our uh, in our program. But we do hit as many colleges as possible. And like, you know, Jack's saying, we we also want to hear what they want to major in. And Jack's talking about environmental engineering and, and, and renewable energy. There's a number of schools that we've interacted with that have that 
uh, type program like in Birmingham Southern, which is uh, a very, uh, we've sent probably six or seven kids to Birmingham Southern. I know they have city engineering as one of their majors and it's so it's environmentally oriented. So knowing that we try to connect the dots of what they want to do. Um, <clears throat> Sydney talking about physical therapy and doing exercise science. There's obviously a number of schools that we look at for that. And, um, and Sydney being from Alaska, you know, one of the things we look at is how accessible is getting back to Alaska. So uh, we've had, I think Sydney is our 28th player from Alaska, um, but we have um, placed a number of them in places where it's a direct flight back to Anchorage. So that's something we look at. We've placed them out to, we have one go to Oregon State University, one to Northeastern in Boston um, from Alaska. And that's a big part of it is finding the right home for them in the next step. Um, a, what do they want to major in academically? Make sure that's a good fit. Geography, are they happy? Is it a big? Is it in a city outside of a city? Uh, is it in the Florida area because they're from Alaska? They're tired of the snow. They want to look at Florida. Uh, we look at all these dynamics and try and find the right fit. And then obviously we have to see if it's a good fit on the soccer side and athletic side. Um, but we look at that last. Um, if you're not happy where you're going to school, the size of the school, the, the social dynamics and the, and the geography and, and near the beach or near the mountains. If you're not happy in those parts of the equation, soccer is not going to be make you happy. Um, so no matter if it's division one, two or three, we want our kids to find the right home um, with the right coaching staff and the right location and the right school. And then soccer is the last thing we look at. Um, it's sort of the icing of the cake. So, um, so like I said, a lot of it is the education side of it is give them a knowledge of seeing campuses that are big, some that are small, division one, two, and three, some that are downtown in major cities or some that are with a white picket fence around them in the, in the countryside, um, because they don't know what they don't know, uh, until they walk physically on a campus and physically meet some of the coaches in their environment and, and how they interact with their team then they really don't know enough about that college university. Uh, so that's a big part of what we do is really try to get them to as many college campuses as possible. Um, and then obviously the showcases, we are doing as much as we can uh, while they're playing. I'm, as a director, I'm literally going three and four fields away, pulling college coaches. You know, I know Sydney's interested in, you know, maybe a school in Florida and I see uh, Tampa over, I'll bring Aaron over to our field. Um, so whatever is ha happening and whatever uh, coaches I see, I know that there's a connection for one of our players. I'll try and pull them over uh, to watch our game, to make, uh, to hopefully give our kids the best opportunities to make the right decisions on the next home. So, thanks, coach. You know, um, I've had the pleasure of going on usually about one trip a year for the last 12 years. I think my most memorable trip was five years ago. We stopped at Furman so the students could get a, a, a visit of campus and play the game in Greenville before heading down to Charleston. And, and I really remember the campus tour of the College of Charleston because the coach didn't show us any of the athletic complex. Went and showed us all the different majors uh, and the parts of the town. And then we got to, to play in a tournament there and, and play some spike ball on the beach. Yeah. In addition, I got the Proctor study hall or two. So I think the students are 
um, learning a lot about the different types of colleges that are out there, still having fun, um, focused on academics and athletics. So Sydney and Jack, anything that you want our listeners to know about your experience at Darlington, Soccer Academy, academics, friendships, that any questions that I didn't ask today that you really wanted to let the, the audience know? Um, just kind of like Coach Shadow saying, like there's so many opportunities that we get throughout the year. And like even over the summer, like I'm, over the summer I'm going to Tampa to play in a tournament with my team back home and he, uh, Coach Chad is um, wanting me to come back and do camp here, like come attend a camp here with like a bunch of college coaches. So like, like even when I graduate probably, we'll always have ties to here and so it kind of just opens up like a doorway for us. Um, even if we don't decide like pursue soccer, like our, our future is kind of set when we're here. Um, like the amount of friends we get, uh, education is unbelievable too. Um, and just the overall like boarding experience, especially uh, it's special because going into college, you know that you're gonna be okay. Like um, that's a big thing is going into um, boarding school at, as, four, as a 14 year old kind of was scary at first, but now like I know for college I'll be set because I've already done it. Like I've already left home, left like my family to come here. And it's been a very cool experience. And I hope to continue it and just have a good rest of the junior and senior year. Thanks, Sydney. Jack, any final thoughts for our audience? Um, like Sydney was saying, uh, the coaches help find find opportunities for you. Um, but the big thing that I appreciate is that they don't do everything for you. Um, they make you actually have to put some effort forward into like trying to get yourself recruited and they, they also uh, like coach sent us an email like a week or two ago about uh, ID camps that will be hosted here this summer and he, he does that every year um, his um, like three or four at least every summer um, and so that's really nice just uh, the amount of college exposure is is really nice that uh, the academy affords us. Thanks Jack and coach final question for you you, know, you created the soccer academy almost two decades ago what, what is your favorite memory from the last 20 years? It's aged me 30 but that's uh, um, the favorite memory of the academy is honestly just where we've placed kids and where they've gone on to, to continue to grow as, as human beings and we just had leadership Darlington and, and we had uh, one of our alumni come back through that and uh, he's been very successful up in New York uh, and then to hear those alumni and their, the vocabulary they're using now he's you know investment banker and he's talking about you know spreads and, and, and doing all these analytical things of, of major fortune 100 companies and so forth uh, that's impressive to me is this were a great launching pad for uh, incredible life experiences and, and careers and um, but we try to stay uh, I guess my favorite thing is we operate as a family I mean in, in short you know you've traveled with us we a lot of times we'll bring chefs with us they, we do team meals um, the memories on the road and, and in our travel experiences 
uh, are really second to none because uh, I, I obviously grew up playing and so forth and my teams never traveled uh, like how we travel on the same bus on the you know the big team meals with you know a lot of times like I said we'll take the chefs with us to Disney and uh, although I, I cook for you guys at Disney uh, I was wishing Sydney you would have referred to that I mean I was oh, a pretty was good great. cook it was great um, <clears throat> but no we have um, a lot of great off the field memories um, and then placing our kids into great homes and, and so forth. And we've had great successes in that way. I mean, we have a, a girl who's playing on the U.S. Women's National Team, Jane Campbell, and, and obviously we've talked about her a number of times over the years, um, but she continues to excel in a career, but it's not just her career, it's also the things she's doing, the vehicles that she's pushing through her career. Um, she's very, um, active on veterans uh, and helping veterans and so forth. And she has a, she funds a foundation. So she's using her professional status and her uh, career to the best of the ability of not only um, herself and, and doing the things with the Houston Dash and so forth, but also with our U.S. military veterans and helping other people. Uh, it's, a, it's a life goal of her. So it's it's really neat to see that happening uh, with a number of our alumni. Um, so I think the, the greatest memories are, are the placements and, and seeing these kids just go and grow and continue to grow and develop. And, and I've had two boys come through here. Uh, my youngest is a senior this year. And his opportunities from Darlington and Soccer Academy are wouldn't happen without the uh, the school and the infrastructure. He's looking at all the service academies and we're waiting to make a final decision on which service academy he's going to go to. And the fact that he's willing to do that and go down the road of a service academy shows the mature nature of the environment that he's been put in here at Darlington and he's wanting to serve. Um, so it's as a dad, but also as a coach, it's been really powerful to see these kids go on and do great, great things. Well, thank you guys for being with us today and sharing more about the Darlington School Soccer Academy with our listeners. We're glad that you tuned into this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org backslash podcasts. If you have questions about today's program or ideas for future episodes, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.